You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. <laughs> I'm excited to just have another shot at a world championship. I don't know. I really enjoyed being part of that and kind of trying to rise to the occasion in St. George. So it's kind of special that we get that opportunity twice. That was Sky Munch. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. It is an exciting week in the world of endurance sports with the 2022 VinFast Ironman World Championships of Triathlon taking place in Kailua Kona for the first time in three years and for the first time ever as a two-day race, October 6th for the women's race, October 8th for the men's race. This Super Bowl of triathlon has over 100 pro triathletes and over 5,000 top age groupers from around the globe coming together to compete in this 140.6 mile adventure journey and iconic event which has been taking place on the Big Island for over 40 years. This week on the Money on the Move podcast, we will be highlighting pro triathletes and industry experts and brands fueling athletes along the way in a special Kona series brought to you by partners Neotene and Revitin. Today on the podcast, I sync up with U.S. professional triathlete Sky Munch. Sky came in fourth place back in May at World Championships in St. George, and she was the fastest American female with a time of 8.34. She is also an Ironman and 70.3 champion. I definitely feel a Kona podium coming this week. Just saying. Sky has been on the podcast twice and is quickly becoming a regular, as I really do enjoy our conversations. We catch up about how Sky has been racing and training since World Championships in St. George, how she manages a busy travel schedule as a pro triathlete, some key learnings she has gleaned along the way, her expectations and excitement around Kona from both her mental and physical games, and post-Kona plans. I will include more details and links in the show notes on times to watch. Also, if you haven't already tuned in to our live pop-up series from St. George World Championships and want to learn about the 25 pros and age groupers I interviewed from around the globe, I will include a link in the show notes beginning with episodes 225. Now, on to my conversation with Sky. Let's talk about this Kona thing that's coming up around the corner. When you yeah. see things that say 30 days till Kona, are you deleting it from your Instagram? Like <laughs> you just No, I think it's good for me to see that. Um, you know, it's been a few years coming for me to actually get to Kona. So for me, it's kind of been this process of accepting that, okay, I am preparing again and I'm going to get to Kona, you know? Like yeah. Cause I think for a while it was like, I crashed my bike, 
COVID, COVID. So I was just like, forget, forget Kona. Like it's not happening, (laughs) but like it is happening and I'm motivated and excited. So yeah, when I see the 30 day stuff, it's totally fine. I'm not freaking out at all because at the end of the day, um, it's, it's just another race. And I know it's Kona, it's a world championship. I mean, I felt the difference between a regular race and world championship in St. George. And I know this will be on another level because I've heard just like the race atmosphere is totally different than what we had in St. George. But anyway, point being like, I should prepare for it the same as I prepare for any race that I care about, you know? So I try not to freak out. Yeah. I, I was, I was freaking out, but I'm not racing. So I was trying to figure out my plan with like getting, (laughs) it's really exciting because this is your first time racing there so you've not and you obviously have you been there at all like to the big island to check i have not been to i have not been to kona i've been to maui and Kauai. Mm -hmm. so i've been to hawaii just not the big island so this is going to be awesome for you because it's just yeah i'm really excited yeah you're gonna crush it yeah you're strong on the bike it's gonna be a lot to take in um and a lot of excitement and i don't know i kind of enjoy the ignorance is bliss part like i don't I kind of think I know what to expect, but I know actually being there will be a completely different experience. So I feel like the sport, like the headline or like the tagline of triathlon should be expect the unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's totally. every race is like that, you know? So yeah, you just don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. It's all about how you respond to whatever happens. Right. Yeah, totally. And totally. That's like the challenge of Kona. But I mean, you were going to do PTO this weekend, yeah, I was planning on doing it. Um, I thought, originally I thought, okay, that timing works well. Three weeks out from Kona, you know, we'd be doing a hard session anyway. I mean, we're training like crazy right now. Um, and then it would be a great opportunity to make money, a great opportunity to race and uh, be in the heat and humidity in Dallas. So, yeah. yeah, that was my plan. And then literally probably the week before I left for the cons cup, I was just like, you know, I don't think going to Dallas is the best thing for me just because I was just kind of feeling the, I think the more the mental fatigue of like, I did Canada. I came home, I went and did an altitude camp 30 minutes from home, but still like I packed up my car and was away from home. And then I went to Slovakia for a week and then I got back. And anyway, like it's not the racing that is, the issue, it wasn't the racing that was the deal breaker. It was the travel. I was like, yeah. I do not want to burn myself out packing up and unpacking so many times because yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I used to pack and unpack like three times in a five week period, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do that. And part of it too is just the, the timing with Kona. Like I want to give Kona the emphasis that I know it deserves. And I want to get to the start line and feel like, I literally did everything I could to be in the best shape mentally and physically. Like you cannot discount the mental aspect of being ready to race because it is going, I know it's going to be so extremely difficult. Like the conditions alone are going to fry me (laughs) and everyone out there um, at some point. Um, So between the conditions and the competition and how freaking good all the women are right now, like, I cannot at any point be mentally fatigued on October 6th. Like I need to be so ready to just like drag myself through that race as hard as I can, you know? Yeah. I Hopefully do. not dragging myself, but yeah. 
I know what you mean. I think yeah. the mental component that you touched upon is key. Like, and I don't know if it's, you know, you're saying this and I'm thinking like, you know, during the pandemic, we were all so used to being at home. And I know we're like a yeah. year post pandemic in, in the world of racing, but still in 2021, it wasn't the hustle bustle, crazy race schedule where you're going to something yeah. else every weekend. And now it's getting back to normal. And we had that time where we slowed down and it's like hard to, yeah. it's like being in a triathlon, right? It's like, if you like take your feet off the gas and you slow down a little bit, like it takes a lot of energy to get yeah. back to go faster. So I feel like yeah. that's just like what we're feeling now in the universe, like just the energy and momentum and like even do we want this? <laughs> yeah, but is this you what do. we want? Yeah, is it? I what do you want, want the racing part, but it's more just like, do I want that much of it? Do I want to, you know? I, I guess the other thing that I realized um, being at home, you know, I hadn't done a training camp since 2019. I used right. to go to Australia and Switzerland for several weeks each year. And I didn't do that, obviously, for like three years straight. Um, so I think one thing I realized is that I can train really effectively at home as well. And I think sometimes we get in our heads and maybe age groupers do this, but professionals maybe as well. Like you think, oh, I need to be with a squad. I need to, I need to have this environment, like blah, blah, blah. I need all the right training partners at all the right time. And those things are very valuable. Like I've thoroughly enjoyed having my coach around more. I've thoroughly enjoyed having training partners, but I also recognize um, just how much value I get from being home in my environment where right. I have set up my entire life yeah. to be successful, like down to my husband cooking dinner and my <laughs> treadmill, my commercial yeah. grade treadmill in my basement. You know what I mean? Like I just have it freaking dialed. Yeah. And, and your dog and your it's dog good is here. there. And Winston, like there's, and I'm not saying I'm never going to leave. Obviously, I'm going to leave, but I just don't. I guess I really, I really like what I have going at home. So yeah. I don't know. It's hard. I, I, I definitely get that. All the travel, I got crushed, and I didn't even race. Like I just got crushed from traveling. And yeah. we went to Hawaii in March, and we went to Kona, and we went to Honolulu, and then. We came home and I got on an airplane and went to world championships to do the podcast and all the interviews. Oh yeah. And then we came home and I had 25 interviews and I was just buried. I actually got sick for the first time in ages. I was yeah. exhausted. Yeah. I was wondering, you know, as a triathlete and a professional triathlete, you know, this is your job and you're going to all these races and the travel is a lot when you have to, whatever your job is, like when you have to travel so much that, you know, how do you mentally regroup with yourself and also what are you doing to stay healthy on the road whether it's like hydration yeah. or mental health well I think you have to figure out like for me I figured out what is worth my time and money when I'm yeah. traveling so like like overpacking if, yeah so if I need to check pay over charges for my heavy bag because I need to take all these things to make me happy away from yeah. home fine like that's fine or if I didn't fly business class to Slovakia, but like if flying business class on a long haul flight makes the travel so much easier on you mentally and physically, like maybe that's worth your dollar. So just things like that, like figuring out how to make your travel experience or I've personally had to yeah. figure out how to make my travel experience. And part of that too is like, okay, you know, it's really easy to eat a bunch of crap when you're traveling because you need convenience. So it's like, no, like thoughtfully think through 
what am I going to eat? Um, what do I want to try and eat at that airport or just things like that to help yeah. you stay feeling good. And so I guess that's part of it, like staying healthy. Yeah. Hydration's huge. I always like, I always have zinc tablets, whether or not that works, it works for me. <laughs> I like eat zinc all the time when I'm traveling. And then, yeah, just really focusing on, yeah, eating well, hydrating, and then sleeping well. Like usually when I get to a race anywhere, it could be domestic, you know, and I've only flown a few hours and the time zone change is only one or two hours, still usually like travel stressful. And I've usually woken up way earlier than I wanted to to catch a morning flight. And so then I'm like, all right, I'm not setting an alarm for the next two days. I don't care if I start training at freaking 10 a.m., but I just need to catch up on sleep and feel good because if I feel rested, then, you know, that that gives me confidence to race well. So, yeah, it's just it's different for everyone, right? Like, yeah. No, for me, I like I love to bring my dog. That's like, oh, I would love to bring my dog. (laughs) Yeah. So no dogs in Hawaii. I think they don't have rabies shots. I don't know. I could be inventing that, but I heard that. I'm embracing this like mental health dog. (laughs) I'm taking one of my dogs with me on a road trip tomorrow to Maine. It should be I would take my dog anywhere I could drive. Anywhere you could drive. Yeah, totally. So when are you going down to Kona? What are you planning? Are you staying longer? Are you going to do anything while you're there besides train and race? Yeah, I'm going September 26th, so we're going 10 days out. And once I'm there, it's full focus on acclimating, training, and being at my best to race. My husband, Matt, will probably go play some golf in those first 10 uh-huh. days. Um, but I, there is a rule he cannot golf the day before the race because we need full focus on the race. <laughs> but yeah. any other day, I don't care. Um, and then... I really debated on whether or not I wanted to stay and partly because I was like, well, I'm already going to be there for two weeks by the time I was planning on going home the Monday after. So I raced Thursday. Right. I'm really excited to watch the men race on Saturday. And then, um, you know, I think awards would be Sunday. Yeah. I place in the top 10, um, and then fly home Monday. And I just thought, do I want to stay longer or am I going to just want to get home? Cause it will have been yeah. two weeks at that point. Yeah. And then I thought, well, it takes my body two or three days to even feel like a human again after an Ironman. And I'm going to have paid to fly all that way. And I'm going to be over there. And my family is going to stay like my parents and my sibling, a couple siblings will be over there <laughs> until like the 13th. So anyway, yeah, I really, really like debated over this and I decided to stay till the 12th. So I will have a few nice. days. Yeah, I will have a few days where my body feels good. So like, it'd be great. I can actually enjoy like a hike or, you know, some, yeah. some more like adventurous sightseeing or yeah, there's a really whatever. great donut shop. Actually, I'll, I'll okay, text I'm down. You. Yeah, it's somewhere <laughs> on the bike. I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they were, I forgot what they're called, but we had them and they were amazing. And it was something people talk about, like cyclists. You always have to ask the cyclists. Where yeah, the we donut know where the shop. calories are. Yeah, they know where the yeah. donut shops are. So I actually, when I was there, I dropped into like a local ride. But yeah, I know they told me where the donut shop was. Okay, good. Yeah, I'd love to know. I'm super excited for you to be racing. <laughs> I'm excited to just have another shot at a world championship. I don't know. I really enjoyed being part of that and kind of trying to rise to the occasion in St. George. So it's kind of special that we get that opportunity twice Do you in love one year. this distance, the longer distance? Because I know you were like yeah. coming in 
world championship 70.3 yeah i and i'm planning to do 70.3 worlds or after kona i like both distances half or 100k and ironman i do feel like in and i'm not trying to like i'm not discounting myself like i always train hard believe in myself blah 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 but like in the climate we're in now with so many short course athletes coming in like 70.3 is completely transformed from what it was even a couple years ago like I could rock up to a 70.3, have it be like a training race, you know, like no taper, train, no training race. And I'm like, boom, on the podium, no problem. Yeah. So like in 2019, and now it's like, boom, eighth place if you do that. So like, um, I do, I do really like the Ironman distance. And I think part of that is I feel very competitive at it. And, um, but I also really do like the challenge of it. It's just kind of, to me, it's just kind of like the ultimate challenge in triathlon because it's extremely hard and mentally you just have to be so tough because there are points where you want to quit. Your body hurts, you're tired, whatever. Like you yeah. want, there's going to be a point where quitting sounds better than keep keeping on going and yeah. getting to the finish what do you line. Do? But like, what's your like thing that you say to yourself in that moment? Well, honestly, like to me, it's just not an option, right? Like yeah. quitting is not an option and, and walking is not an option, things like that. Like I guess I shouldn't, not that walking's bad. Like if I was in a situation where I needed to just walk something off and then it's fine, like, great. But like giving up isn't an option, I guess I should say. Giving up, it's just not even something that I let enter my mind. Yeah, I don't really have anything I tell myself, but it's just not an option. All right, shout out to our series partners, Neotene. Neotene is my new favorite protein and electrolyte supplement. It's the perfect quick hit after a training session for a protein boost and rehydration. It's easy to use. Just add one of the single-serve packets to water. Neotene's protein packets are great for a ride, run, or busy day on the go. They fit into your pockets or your bag. Made in the USA with straightforward, high-quality ingredients, Neotene has no unnecessary additives sugars, or fillers. It's just 45 calories with a light, refreshing flavor that tastes great. Founder, triathlete, and mom worked for years to develop a protein supplement that provided the protein she needed that tasted great and was easy to add to her busy life. Right now, it's time to start smart fueling and getting the nutrients you need. Neotene is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 20% off. Use our code MARNIE20, that's M-A-R-N-I-2-0, on their website, neotine.com. That's N-E-O-T-E-I-N, to get started. Also, shout out to series partners, Revitin. Revitin is my go-to when it comes to toothpaste and oral health. I have been using it for years. Revitin is a prebiotic toothpaste that is an all-natural vitamin and mineral rich formulation that gently cleanses, whitens teeth, and freshens breath while helping to restore gums and reduce harmful plaque. It's free of SLS, synthetic detergents, or additives and contains no harsh chemicals, fluoride, artificial colors, sweeteners, or dyes. Created by biologic dentist Dr. Jerry Curatola, Years ago, when he recognized the need for a new and effective oral care product that could support sustainable health within the mouth. Revitin fosters a balanced oral environment with beneficial microorganisms that optimize nutrient absorption 
and act as the body's first line of defense. The oral microbiome is the gateway to optimal full body health. So make sure you take care of it with a great toothpaste that does not have fluoride or harmful chemicals. Get started now with Revitin Prebiotic Toothpaste. Use our code MARNIE15 at Revitin.com to jumpstart your health. That's M-A-R-N-I-1515 at Revitin, R-E-V-I-T-I-N.com. Now, back to our conversation. I feel like there's been some times where I just like yell at myself, but... I'm just like, do it, like, shut up, stop making excuses. Everybody feels that that's an athlete where you're at that point where you really want to, like, give up. It's like, do you want to or do you need to? Yeah, that is a good question, want to or need to. Because there are points some people need to, right? Like, if you literally have an injury or something, like, is it worth breaking your leg over? Like, or whatever crazy thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I I think in my head usually you know, with these big races, it's like, this is, this is the opportunity. Like these are the races that define you and this is your opportunity right now. So you better be making the most of it like every second. So that's just kind of like how my mindset is going into it. You know, St. George, we talked before the race, but like, yeah. What is some key learnings that you got there that you might be able to take with you to Kona? Key learnings were for sure. I realized how intense Ironman world championship racing is. And I kind of learned that at 70.3 worlds last year as well. Um, in St. George, maybe it's the course. Yeah. I think St. George is like, (laughs) no, but it is also just like, so full on, like you can just feel the intensity. Um, so I felt the intensity all day long in St. George in May. Um, and I learned anyone who believes they can win it, they're there to try and win it. And so if you're there to try and win it, you better do everything right. And there, yeah. cause there's no room for error or weakness, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's a is great group of women that are competing now. I mean, it's a really yeah. awesome field of like, and everyone it's has looking... such a good story. I mean, it's, everyone is really yeah. great, you know? So totally. it's all new people. I know. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's interesting when there's so many good women right now in Ironman, like there's literally four or five who you can say they could win this, like depending on how everyone else's days go. And that's, I think that's quite a few. Um, And then there's, there's like the dark horse that we're not even thinking about that. They're like, oh yeah, well, I've been training all year. So look out, you know? So like, I don't discount anyone ever. Um, But yeah, you, you kind of, you have to get everything right to really, and not that everything has to go right. Like that's not to say you can't overcome an issue or a cramp or a flat tire, but it's like, you have to handle your race. Like you got to freaking nail it. So all these things depend on how you react to situations. Right. So yeah, I'm always on LinkedIn posting how triathlon empowers me in my career, but you never know what's going to happen. And then when things yeah. happen, do you freak out? Do you like find a solution? How you deal with things in those moments is so essential. Yeah. And I think thinking through, not that you can foresee every issue, but like thinking through kind of the basic things that could happen. Like, okay, if I get a flat tire, what am I going to do? And, and not being surprised, you can't like be shocked when something bad happens. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just like, okay, this is part of it. And find the quickest, best solution and get back to it. 
just totally on a different topic because there's no segue, yeah. but I'm obsessed with gravel and I know that you love gravel. So is that something that you're going to get more into gravel cycling? Well, I actually haven't done much of it, but it looks Oh, I thought fun. you did. I, have... I thought you no, done... no, no, no. Oh, okay. I haven't. I do have a gravel bike. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. it is not seen much gravel, okay. but we can talk about that because it does yeah. look really fun. I think... I think one thing that I have realized, and maybe this is part of me getting older too, but like you have to do things that are fun and not that training is not fun, but if going for a gravel ride instead of a road ride one day, and obviously there's like appropriate times to do this, like leading into Kona, I'm probably not going to be like, Hey, I'm going to go do a gravel ride. Might crash. Like, Oh, well, (laughs) you know, like, no, I'm not going to do that. But I just think making sure that you're doing things that excite you, even if it's just in training and even if it's just swapping out your bike, like to the, your cool road bike or your cool gravel bike. Like I've ridden my gravel bike on the roads here just because it's like comfy ride, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's actually some gravel, there's several gravel races in Utah and you know, like some low key ones that aren't like full on pro. Um, There's a couple that I have my eye on that I would love to do next year that are in like June or something. Yeah. So it's not really interfering, but we'll see. It it all depends. We'll see on how. Kona. I know. I know. I'm going to have to. You're they're like not a- giving Kona slots away at, at Kona this year. Because, you know, they gave Kona slots away in St. George. I did know that. Yeah. And they're not. I looked. And as of now, it doesn't look like they're giving Kona slots away at Kona, which I think they should do that. Like, I think if you're top 10, you should get an automatic spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I you thought get I saw somewhere that they were like offering more Kona spots. I don't know. Somewhere at other races, probably. Uh, other races, at other definitely. Not in Kona. And I think that's more for age groupers. Anyway, I just think it would be cool for like top performing pros to be able to just qualify, you know. And that would take away from their money. <laughs> in, uh, yeah, but like, I, I'm kidding. I would still go yeah. race another Ironman. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I would still race an Ironman next year, but there just wouldn't be like the pressure of like, Oh, I have to qualify for Kona. No, I mean, I think that's the whole, that's the whole machine though, right? It's the machine of the business. Yeah, needs some work. (laughs) I think it's great that PTO, I'm not, I mean, I love Ironman, but I think it's great that there's other options for professional athletes to compete in the sport of triathlon. Now, and you know, over the past, I don't know, is it like 10 years? I don't even know how long it's been, but maybe it's less than 10 years with PTO having all the races. Is it 10 years? Well, PTO, the races from the PTO didn't start till 2020. Okay, but so they, then it wasn't going on. But, the owner, but they, like, yeah. were trying to build it. They were trying yeah. to make the PTO a real thing yeah. for years before that, probably at least 10 years. Yeah, okay, because I remember it came onto my radar. And there was, like, this great race in the Bahamas that someone did. Oh, yeah, that, like, that was funded by, um, uh, what's his name, Haluesco or something? Anyway... Yeah. Like there's been people who have tried to kind of just like infuse cash into the sport, but then it doesn't really last. And I think the difference with the PTO is that it's like a union type of thing, right? Like where the athletes are unified and we have, it's kind of like we, we can build our own momentum. And like, I even think with Ironman, I've been seeing a lot of posts and hearing opinions about how expensive Kona is and like how, pros are having to spend $10,000 just to go race at a world championship. And like, we're supposed to be like the marquee event or the, like, you know, the, the excitement of the weekend and the prize money. I think you have to place depending 
where you're coming from. Like, I think maybe eighth, tenth, maybe you could break even if you if you got in cheap. Yeah. So, um, I think the one thing the PTO offers is that unification, and I think that's powerful. And I think that's something I've been thinking like we should use that and approach Ironman. And honestly, it's probably going to be a no. Ironman like doesn't budge, but just to say, hey, here's our perspective. We don't yeah. hate you. We want to work with you. We yeah. like your races. I yeah, love Ironman races. races are awesome. You know, they're super. And PTO doesn't have an Ironman. Like, hello, I need an Ironman distance. Yeah. <laughs> they're supposed to be getting a 200K distance, but oh, really? anyway. I have never been to a PTO event, but I want to go check it out. And I know yeah, that they're open to fun. age groupers as well. So Yeah. yeah. It's so. really fun. They do a good job and, you know, they try to make it really spectator friendly. Like I had the time of my life spectating the men's race in Edmonton when my race was over. Like I loved it. I just loved it. Yeah. You look like you were having fun. I mean, it looked like a really, everyone looked like they were having a great time at that race. It looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Dallas will be even more spectator friendly because there's even more loops on the bike. So. And how is that for you as an athlete? Like you like the spectators. You love that. Yeah. I mean. And doing loops. Yeah, I don't mind loops. I mean, as long as the nice thing about Edmonton, the loops were really engaging. So I, I can't speak for the Dallas course, but it looks like it's pretty engaging because like Daytona wasn't really that engaging of a course. I mean, I would still do it. I still enjoyed racing Daytona, but Dallas looks more engaging than that. Um, anyway, and the spectators like you do get a boost from it. And yeah, yeah it's good. But I think I think the people who gain the most from all the spectators is definitely like the spectators yeah. you know like they gain the most from having that set up the way the pto does it that's great yeah and, and speaking of spectators i mean it's you know the kona course isn't really set up i for, know for that i mean except on a leahy drive so on the run yeah on the run and i guess the start of the bike or whatever yeah totally yeah i know i was thinking about that like i have all this family coming out coming all the way to hawaii and of course people love an excuse to go to hawaii but i'm like the irony of this is that like you're going to see me twice. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's great that you have your family, right? I mean, support. Yeah, totally. I totally appreciate it. It's for them. Like, it's not a fun race. Well, I know it is a fun race to watch. I've never been. What am I talking about? I don't know what it's like. I'm sure it's fun to watch on the run. I mean, I was there. I mean, I wasn't there for Kona, though, but. It looks awesome. From what I've seen, it looks awesome. Look, At least for that section. It's going to be awesome, you know, and yeah, it's totally. great that your family's going with you to support you, like just to be there, just having them yeah. with you. I mean, yeah. that doesn't I'm excited to see them. Yeah. Where do they live? They, they live coming well, in. Well, they live really close. They live next door <laughs> in Utah. No, they live 40 minutes away. Okay. So it's far enough that like when I'm training really hard, that's, that's a long drive. Yeah. 40 minutes. If you're if you're just like buried in training and exhausted, which they always offer, like we can come up and see you. But then sometimes I'm like, I just can't even make decisions right now. So I see them for how close they live. I probably don't see them enough. I would yeah. say that for sure. Yeah. And not, I blame myself for that for sure. But they also understand like I'm trying to accomplish something big and it's very exhausting work. And so that's why I'm excited to stay those few days at Kona and hang out with my family. That'll be great. What have you been doing besides training? And I know that you're going to say I've been training, but no, you are on Instagram um, doing lots of fun photos. So what are you like? I, are you watching anything good? Are you reading? Yeah, anything? we're watching the U.S. Open right now. Oh, tennis. yeah, I went. Oh, you went? I went. Uh, which match did you watch? Coco Guff and Andy oh, Murray. Oh, cool. Cool. I went. 
a few days ago. It was like a few days ago. Yeah. It's amazing. It looks fun to go. Matt and I are like, we need to go. We need to plan it one year, but uh, just not a year. I'm doing Kona, so it might be a while. It was great to watch, honestly, and I really am looking to bring some tennis players on. I can't imagine what it is like to be playing against Serena and having everybody root for Serena and not you. And everyone's like watching you. And you feel that energy. Yeah, the mental side, like any sport, you just realize like how mental it is. Yeah, so you've been watching the U.S. Open. Yeah, I've been watching the U.S. Open with my husband. He's been watching it a lot more than me because obviously I have to go train and it like plays all day, every day. He's downstairs watching Curios play right now, yeah. I think. But otherwise, I literally train, eat, lay down. And I tr- when I lay down and rest, I, don't, I try not to look at my phone because it's not really like a mental break. So, And I have all these books that I'm planning to read, but... <laughs> When it comes down to it, I just, like, don't want to do anything mentally. So, like, I really don't do a lot. Um, I do sometimes, like, prep some snacks and some light baking, but, like, all training snacks and things. Yeah. There's a lot I would like to do. I will say that. Like, I really really like being productive. And, like, I see a lot of weeds popping up in my backyard that I I love to go, like, spend an afternoon attacking my backyard. Um, But yeah, I just, right now it's just like train, eat, sleep and U.S. Open. So anything that I can do laying down on my couch with my feet up and not much brain energy, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) I totally understand. What's after Kona? Are you doing any more races for the year? I am planning to do 70.3 Worlds because it's in Utah. I like, I wouldn't fly across the world to do it. The only reason I really want to do it is, well, one, I enjoy racing at these big races, and two, it's in Utah. And so it's not a big travel commitment for me, and it, I get a lot of awesome support on course yeah. anytime I race in St. George, so it feels, feels good to race there. And then after that, I actually told my husband like a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, don't let me race after 70.3 Worlds. Like, I should probably take a break. Because doing two, a world championship at the beginning of the year, like, that was quite a bit, um, yeah. but I don't know. Sometimes you get to the end of the year and you see all these races, like Ironman Arizona is a pro race again. Oh yeah, so, and that's such a fun race. That's in November, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's never, there's there will be no decisions made until after Kona for sure, yeah. because I have no idea how I feel mentally or or physically or whatever. But um, right now, I'm planning to be done after seventy point three worlds. Awesome. But again, that's always up for. <laughs> <laughs> 